Hello everybody, Miles Ron, and this is Ron's Guy Talk for Wednesday, 13th of September 2023. You know what day it is, you know what week it is. It's iPhone launch week, or specifically, Apple has just launched some new devices, specifically a new, a new iPhone 15 and 15 Pro, along with a new Apple Watch, uh, Apple Watch Series 9 pretty much, and the Apple uh, Watch Ultra 2, which is apparently a thing. And we're going to talk all about what Apple has just dropped and much much more so without further ado let's just jump right in real quick now yesterday's keynote event was really just about the apple watch and the iphone because there's nothing much or else kind of going on uh, we didn't hear anything about macs or ipads in general or even apple's content services because i mean for example apple tv plus they didn't really touch upon a new shows or content because there's currently the writer and actor strike in hollywood so the delaying shows as long as they can and on the other side but it, that's already taken off in one way and on the other side well, as for Macs and iPads apparently we won't be seeing some new ones later this year we'll might see some new uh, tablets and laptops next year we see new M3 Macs next year potentially so that's something to keep in mind so this is something to keep in mind but firstly let's talk about the Apple Watch Series 9 uh, so this it's basically like the Series 8 design-wise. Design has not really changed, but we get some new bits and bobs. Now, the first thing to touch on, this is important as Apple has kind of been conscious of the environment. This and the Apple Watch Ultra 2 are Apple's first ever carbon neutral product. Now, in case you missed it, carbon neutral means that it's literally neutral in carbon dioxide emissions after uh, all things considered, after uh, carbon credits are taken into consideration. Uh, before carbon credits and offsetting, uh, the Apple Watch Series 9 would consume actually 8 kilograms of CO2 emissions. But after carbon credits and offsetting, which is unavoidable, after offsetting, it's literally carbon neutral. So zero after the fact. So that's pretty cool. So it's absolutely carbon neutral uh, with being the, with the watch and a sport loop band included. If you buy that option, it'll completely be zero kilograms of CO2 emissions. So that's pretty cool uh, from Apple. And they're quite serious, so much serious, uh, quite serious about the environment that they're uh, pledging. They've pledged not only that Apple will be carbon neutral by 2030, but every device Apple will sell in its lineup will be carbon neutral overall from production to consumption by 2030. This means zero kilograms of CO2 consumed by 2013 in all categories from the Apple Watches all the way up to the Apple Vision headsets, Macs, and so on and so forth. There's something to touch upon. It's pretty cool that Apple is uh, this ambitious of the environment. That's something to applaud them for. And they really are taking such a, uh, they're taking such a gutsy step, let's just say that, in uh, pushing for such environmental conservation at a time where other rivaling uh, manufacturers or other tech companies are managing to sort of slash emissions through using recycled materials, renewable energy, whereas Apple is going a little further, one step further than the competition. So that's something to applaud them for. And it's no mean feat uh, to be such a large company and manage to create products and obviously slash down carbon dioxide emissions. So that's pretty impressive from the Cupertino tech giant. Uh, but other than that, really, uh, speaking of which, the Apple Watch Series 9 comes with a new uh, processor, the S9 uh, system in uh, SOC, pretty much, the Apple S9 SIP. And that means it comes with a four-core neural engine. That means AI tasks will run twice as fast on the Apple Watch Series 9. And that means that finally Siri can now be run on board. It can be processed on device. 
and also allowing you to sort of log health data so for example you can log uh, for example if, if you had injuries or issues if you in your diary through Siri you don't have to go into an app and write it down you can tell Siri that hey I've got a cramp and it will do just that and it's pretty good if you want to log information like for example if you're a woman your menstrual health and so on and so forth and it's all secure and private and no data will go to Apple or the cloud unless you tell it to do so um, that is uh, so that's pretty cool on one hand another one uh, to talk about is thanks to this system on chip or SOC pretty much of the Apple Watch Series 9 you get 18 hour battery life uh, on the S9 uh, processor of the Apple Watch so that's pretty cool in a way and now there's no, no, nothing there's nothing new on the Apple Watch in terms of health features uh, but just little little improvements so you could uh, you get more out of your Apple Watch. Uh, another one that's hardware related is now the uh, because of the system, uh, the built-in processor of the Apple Watch, you get second generation ultra wideband uh, chip. That means you can find your iPhone from your Apple Watch for any issues. They even give you haptic feedback and audio guidance, so you can exactly find it. And as I said, ultra wideband is quite reliable and it helps with finding your objects for any issues. And uh, the thing is, the precision, precision finding is on the iPhone 15 and above, so that's something to keep in mind. Another one uh, functionality of the second gen chip in the S9 processor is the ability, if you come quite close to your home pod, you get a you get media recommendations so you can spin up a music playlist or audiobook or podcast from your Apple Watch onto your home pod. So you get this is one of those Apple ecosystem things. If you have all the devices, you could do quite a lot of things in a way. And uh, it'll come with uh, WatchOS 10. We've kind of talked about it many months back during WWDC. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can go and do so. Um, it's in the feed if you already subscribed. Anyways. On top of all of that, speaking of which, the software, and uh, now the Apple Watch Series 9 feature, thanks to Neural Engine, comes with a feature called Double Tap. And basically how it works is that using the tap, to, uh, again, using the Neural Engine and the improved S9 processor, you can essentially double tap to stop a timer, play and pause uh, music or podcasts, snooze an alarm, answer end calls, and uh, again, uh, double tap to get the start stack, uh, that is, so that's pretty cool in a way and again the neural engine processes data from accelerometer gyroscope and optical heart sensor which is not surprising with an AI algorithm and that means and again it can detect uh, apparently unique signature of tiny wrist movements and changes in blood flow when the index finger and thumb perform a double tap and it'll be available as a software update in October and that's next month pretty much for the Apple Watch Series 9 so this won't really work on older Apple Watches so if you have an older model a Series 8 or above you won't be able to do this so that's a bit of a bummer but you can technically do double tap it's in the accessibility settings and you can flick switch that on if you have an older Apple Watch than, than the Series 9 so you can do that uh, pretty much but again it's quite limited and it's, and it's an accessibility feature so it'll be to do uh, presses that you would normally do on the Apple Watch so you'll still have to spin up apps and uh, start calls and stuff so you can't do that with double tap with accessibility but this one is a little bit more uh, bumped up in a way um, and already another uh, addition to the Apple Watch Series 9 is you get the brighter uh, display which is 2000 nits roughly so it's apparently double the old Apple Watch from last year it should be and it goes all the way down to one nit so you can easily 
see uh, you can easily glance information on your Apple Watch without uh, needing to turn the brightness all the way up or to get a large to experience glare pretty much so that's pretty cool in a way and, um, and again uh, also and speaking of sustainability in a way Apple has pretty much ditched leather for uh, iPhone cases and Apple watch bands and instead is using a new material called fine woven which is apparently a durable micro twill made of 68% made of 68% post consumer recycled content and has significantly lower carbon emissions compared to leather that's according to Apple pretty much and uh, you can get it with magnetic uh, or modern buckle bands and on the other hand the sports loop watch features 82% recycled yarn so from that point of view uh, the sports loop watch bands are carbon neutral so that's pretty cool and a bit of a W from Apple in a way and there's also new Nike and Hermes uh, editions of the Apple Watch Series 9 uh, specifically the Nike one features 32% or more recycled flora elastometer um, and also uh, colorful flakes you know plastic from excess bands uh, creating a uniquely random uh, randomized pattern that's according to Apple and another one is Hermes's bands it's pretty cool uh, what Apple has in uh, for the Apple watch basically if you think about it, it's not a major upgrade it's not a huge uh, game-changing update with any new health tracking functionality you get a faster processor and a brighter display 2000 nits and it's carbon neutral so if you are conscious in the environment it's literally zero uh, car co2 emissions after offsetting so it's pretty cool and it starts the usual 400 dollars for the uh, base specification and your apple watch sc is there too but it starts at 249 it's regular price for the uh, sc and will be available and it's already available for pre-orders and you can get it uh, this friday uh, so that's pretty cool in a way and uh, now let's kind of talk about the apple watch ultra 2 which is basically the second generation Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, warning, it's not a major upgrade compared to the first generation Apple Watch Ultra. So if you have the original uh, from last year, uh, not really a need to upgrade to this uh, second gen. Uh, but pretty much like the Apple Watch, you get uh, you get the double tap functionality, the S9 processor, and as I said, um, and as I said, Watch OS 10. Uh, which brings plenty of new functionality to the table another uh, but what makes the ultra unique uh, like most apple watch ultras is you get uh, like the first generation you get the same 36 hour battery life and 72 hours of battery life in low power mode it's also carbon neutral like the apple watch series 9 so that's pretty cool in a way you get a brighter display up to 3000 nits so it's quite bright uh, so you could read uh, and information on the smartwatch in uh, in harsh sunlight so that's pretty cool uh, in a way and thanks to a new display architecture you get better flashlight functionality that's according to Apple uh, themselves and um, yeah that's pretty cool and you get a module and you get a watch face for the Apple Watch Ultra 2 uh, which uh, any Apple Watch original Ultra uh, called modular ultra watch face so you can add in a lot of information um, and a lot of depth in information and it looks pretty cool and should be on watch os 10 uh, that is um, and yeah as i said it's not much of a major upgrade but again it's apparently been tested across a huge amount of uh, altitudes from 500 meters below sea level to 9000 meters in the mountains so it's built for extreme sports 
and for extreme exploration so that's pretty cool and it starts at 799 uh, at $800 for the uh, $799 uh, USD for the uh, base spec so like last year same price and uh, yeah as I said it adds the S9 processor which comes with a whole bunch of software features uh, from the Apple Watch Series 9 so it's a pretty good update but as I said not significant enough to warrant an, uh, upgrading it from the original Apple Watch Ultra so yeah if you have the original Apple Watch Ultra you'll probably be good uh, right over here now before we get to over the uh, move over to the iPhones on the other hand uh, let's talk about Apple let's talk about another product that Apple quietly updated but didn't talk in depth about or mention anything but they updated it so it's something worth talking about the AirPods Pro uh, we gotten an update for that uh, but more or less it introduces a new charging case which has USB-C support uh, additional dust resistance now with the the earbuds and the charging case uh, double the active noise cancellation of the first generation and improved spatial audio functionality and again lossless audio support with the Apple Vision Pro so that's pretty cool and it's also it's gonna be available uh, next Friday so there's something to keep in mind uh, but the big update with this new AirPods Pro is it has a USB-C charging case you can't get the USB-C charging case alone separately if you already have AirPods Pro but you have you'll have to get the new ones and they start at $249 or 250 bucks for the uh, AirPods uh, Pro uh, so that's pretty interesting and also it supports MagSafe charging so that's something to keep in mind uh, so yeah uh, if you've been looking to get AirPods uh, you might as well look at these so these are pretty good uh, in their own way alright let's now move on to the really the star of the show why, why everyone was watching the keynote yesterday and really the center of everyone's attention right now the new iPhones the iPhone 15 15 plus 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max a bit of a good a pretty good update more like a S year upgrade uh, in a sense if iPhone Apple was still doing the S lineup uh, if so this basically is the iPhone 14 S but with pretty good updates on the uh, on the other hand so let's first talk about the iPhone 15 and 15 plus uh, still coming in aluminium finish 60 Hertz display uh, the back of the iPhone 15 and 15 plus still is like this aluminium glass finish and but there's a little update it's more contoured around the back so it's not like a sharp edge now it's more contoured so it feels nicer and ceramic shield on the front of the phone and as I said is still a little repairable because they've carried on the design from last year where the uh, back glass and the uh, phone screen and sort of the mid frame is like in three pieces so you can repair it without any issues another one is the processor you get the a16 bionic which has kind of already been on the iphone 14 pro so if you've been looking for that pro level performance now you get it on the iphone 15 you get uh, in case you missed it you get a six core cpu five core gpu and a 16 core neural engine and that means you get a pretty uh, buttery smooth experience and uh, as I said you can play the latest games and access all your favorite apps and get extraordinary battery life so that's something to keep in mind speaking of which let's talk about cameras uh, that's another big part of the iPhones you get now you get a 48 megapixel main sensor on the rear along with a regular sort of ultrawide camera you know what resolution it is I don't have to tell you um, but you overall get a solid uh, photography experience the 48 megapixel main sensor 
basic Apple's kind of late to the party here with the 48 megapixel, but now you get the regular iPhones get 48 megapixel main sensor, which means you have 100% focus pixels for fast autofocus and a quad pixel sensor. And also uh, you get the ability to get uh, 24 megapixel super high resolution default. So as I said, you still get good picture quality. And again, it's at uh, it's kind of light on storage, so it doesn't take up so much memory. But you can go for the full 48 megapixel, so that's an option. Uh, on top of that, you get uh, a 2x telephoto option, and you basically get three different zoom levels uh, from the main sensor because of that resolution, fortunately enough. Along with that, the iPhone 15, along with the Pro, uh, feature next-generation portraits, so you get sharper detail, more vivid colors, and better low-light performance. And night mode's a lot better on this, on the iPhone 15 series in general across all lines, across all SKUs. Um, and yeah, as I said, you get advanced HDR rendering because Apple's doing a lot more software processing, and it's adding a lot more improvements to the iPhone 15. There's also like a portrait adjust mode now that's powered by AI. So what you can do is you could take a photo. It automatically knows it's a portrait shot. So if, it, if there's a picture of a person or a dog or a cat, um, automatically it switches to portrait mode and uh, you can adjust uh, the portrait after the fact in the photos app. So that's pretty cool. And you can adjust the focus point and stuff like that after the photo is taken. So that's pretty uh, cool in a way. But, um, and also, uh, but the biggest upgrade of the iPhone 15 lineup, all models from the regular to the pro is, well, the second generation ultra wideband. So you can find your iPhones easily in your Apple watch, but uh, basically one sentence and it's exciting. USB type C, that's it. That's the big upgrade, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all humanity. USB C on the iPhone 15. Uh, lineup now everyone's everyone already has said uh, everyone's basically predicted it I predicted it that Apple would uh, would add USB-C to the iPhone it just makes sense given the current circumstances legislation in a whole bunch of countries from the European Union all the way to India and even far-flung parts of the world have like legislated that all the electronic devices including smartphones should come with a common charger uh, with a common port like USB Type-C and Apple uh, followed those uh, laws more or less while offering USB Type-C on the iPhone 15, 15 Plus, 15 Pro, and 15 Pro Max. So that's pretty brilliant, and they don't uh, uh, fall foul of any laws. But more than everything, it's kind of practical given that Apple already offers USB-C functionality or USB-C ports on all the other devices, more or less. The Apple TV Remote has USB-C, the AirPods Pro 2nd Gen, um, Apple Watch, if you use the charger from the magnetic plug has like the USB-C on the other end um, you know Macs have it iPads have it so if you already have Apple devices in your home and you use the USB-C plug you can use your iPhone with it so you don't really need a new charging plug in the box and better yet if you already have Android devices or other third-party gear and I already have USB-C chargers in my home I have I can count for I have three USB-C uh, charging cables. So now that, that the fact the iPhone supports USB-C is phenomenal. So no need to buy a new charging uh, cable or plug. So that's pretty phenomenal already. And you can use the same charging cable uh, that you already have for your other devices. So that's pretty cool. And again, uh, the iPhone 15 series just generally supports Qi 2 charging and MagSafe for wireless charging. So that's pretty uh, brilliant in a way. And again, in some countries, you still get the physical SIM card slot um, instead of 
ASIM exclusive. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, so that's pretty uh, that's pretty awesome uh, in a way. And then again, the iPhone 7, uh, 15 uh, lineup just generally will come with iOS 17. And it's environmentally friendly, so you have 100% recycled cobalt in the battery, 100% recycled copper, and uh, again, 100%, uh, 75% recycled aluminium in the enclosure, uh, more or less. Uh, so they're still kind of not there with the net zero carbon, uh, but they're kind of be there uh, down the road. So that's really interesting in a way. Another thing I want to add on top of all these upgrades that are kind of, I get, make it an iPhone 14s more or less, um, is that uh, all phones, pretty much, iPhone 15 and 15 Plus will start at the same usual starting price like last year. The iPhone 15 will start at 799 for 128 gigabyte uh, base spec. Unfortunately, it's not gone up from 128. It's still uh, to 256. It's still 128 gigabytes, so that's kind of a bummer. And the 15 Plus will start 899 for the larger uh, for the larger uh, display, 6.7 inch display. So it's kind of similar to last year in a way, but it's a little upgrade, but goes a little long way. So if you've been looking to upgrade from the iPhone 14 or iPhone 13 or 12 or even 11, if you're looking to upgrade from the iPhone 11, which I think would be ideal uh, target market, then this is a pretty good upgrade you're going for. And uh, you wouldn't really go wrong here in a way. So that's pretty cool. And uh, really, uh, this is a pretty solid upgrade from last year, actually, if you think about it uh, deeply. So uh, pretty good upgrade in a way. Alrighty, so I left this one out, but the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, the display on the front, they didn't mention it weirdly, now has a di the dynamic island on the display instead of the old school bezel. This is the thing you'll definitely notice when you pick the iPhone 15 up from the 14, so that's also a pretty significant upgrade in a way. Alright, let's move on to the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. Uh, this is Apple's Pro uh, iPhone, the ultimate that Apple has to bring to a smartphone every single year. Uh, best in class materials, best in class cameras, best in class performance, displays, everything, the full nine yards. We really want the ultimate iPhone experience. When I squeeze every little bit out of an iPhone, this is the one to get. The 6.1 inch iPhone 15 Pro, 6.7 inch iPhone 15 Pro Max. Uh, pretty impressive phones. Firstly, a big upgrade is a titanium alloy uh, frame for the iPhone 15 Pros. You get a titanium uh, frame which is made from an industry first thermal mechanical process which means that it basically titanium bands uh, encase a new substrate made from 100% recycled aluminium and essentially bond aluminium and titanium to create uh, and speaking of titanium grade 5 titanium uh, which is quite solid uh, better than stainless steel in a way combined to create this kind uh, this solid uh, sort of frame allowing for better thermal dissipation um, and this generally one of the lightest iPhone uh, pros you'll get on uh, one of the lightest pro iPhones you'll get in a way basically 9% lighter from the previous iPhone 14 Pro and that and that iPhone 14 Pro is already a chunky boy, so 9% lighter is nothing to scoff at in a way. If you've used the iPhone Pros, you'll definitely notice the weight difference. It's it's a little bit lighter and it will go a long way 
in usage and uh, you get this kind of brushed finish on the frame it looks quite elegant and when I saw the video showing the the frame uh, the the brushed finish it's very very beautiful and it definitely be, you'll it'll have that wow factor when you use it another one you'll definitely notice with the design is uh, the screen on the front on top of the dynamic island you have a thinner much thinner border overall so it's uh, so it'll feel a little bit bigger in a way another one is uh, no toggle switch anymore to mute or uh, to go into full mode you get all now get an action button on the iPhone 15 Pro allowing you to uh, so you can set it in the settings pretty much to a whole bunch of features so you can uh, have the phone uh, ring or on silent or even access the camera flashlight start voice memos focus modes translate accessibility features like magnifier and shortcuts uh, that are also available so you can even press the action button to get into an app of your choice through uh, through shortcuts and uh, as I said with haptic engine and visual cues on the screen thanks to dynamic I'm on uh, using the dynamic island functionality you will kind of get a cue when you use the action button so it's quite seamless and typical Apple magical so that's something to keep in mind it's pretty cool in a way well we're already talking about the pro and that's about the pro processor pretty much the a17 pro uh, Apple's is uh, and pretty much the industry's first three nanometer chip uh, bringing uh, surprising improvements given Apple already makes its own processors Apple Silicon so it's the very best they can bring to the iPhone. Uh, the biggest CPU redesign, so apparently now it's 20% faster and 6-core GPU giving you peak performance and energy efficiency. And now it comes with hardware accelerated ray tracing, which is four times faster than the software equivalent. And you can now sort of run a game, you can run graphics at 30 FPS with ray tracing as they show in the presentation. So that's pretty cool. Along with a large CPU, uh, which comes like with two high performance cores, uh, high performance cores, and four efficiency cores, and a neural engine that's two times faster for typical AI tasks like autocorrect and personal voice, and much, much more. Uh, so that's pretty cool, and so much so that the iPhone 15 Pro with the A17 Pro is so fast for gaming and other tasks in question that uh, games like Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 4, the remastered edition, Death Stranding. And Assassin's Creed Mirage will be coming to the iPhone and specifically the 15 Pro for the very first time. Console games coming to the iPhone. Uh, let, let's see, hopefully more games do come to the iPhone and specifically the Pro lineup. But yeah, um, but of course the side note of reality here, uh, you know, these are obviously major AAA games but we won't see more of them because vast majority of phones don't really have the graphics to handle and if you look at the video game industry, when you release a AAA game, you want to reach the most amount of people at once. It's like the lowest common denominator. There is a reason why you know developers don't focus on making ports of games for like high-performance phones only, or phones with just Snapdragon chips and you know the iPhone 15 Pro, for example. So this is something to keep in mind. But it's cool to see that you have all that horsepower and performance, and there are. Uh, games out there that can take advantage of that persisting power in a way. The A17 Pro and the iPhone 15 Pro comes with a one AB1 decoder, so you get uh, more efficient uh, video uh, streaming, pretty much. And uh, as I've said already, the iPhone 15 Pro comes with USB-C 
like the iPhone 15 and that means that you get USB 3.0 speeds on the iPhone 15 Pro only so you can output video at up to 4k 60 frames a second uh, faster transfer speeds and also you ha you'll have the ability to record directly to external storage thanks to USB 3.0 speeds uh, so you can record ProRes video and you won't have to buy the maxed out spec iPhone 15 Pro so you can spend a thousand dollars get an iPhone 15 Pro and you can record videos straight to external storage over USB-C and that alone I think is a massive upgrade because the iPhone uh, Pro variants are hugely popular with uh, with uh, photographers and videographers and content creators alike and influencers uh, the world over and this I think is a massive upgrade if you know how to take advantage of it so it's a pretty significant upgrade if you ask me uh, that is and speaking of uh, upgrades in the creative department the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max come with an improved camera system you now have the 48 megapixel main sensor and um, the Pro comes with 3x telephoto camera, dedicated sensor, and a regular ultrawide sensor like before. With A17 Pro sensor, you get much more uh, depth and quality and processing out of the gate. And the iPhone 15 Pro Max, other than the larger screen, what you'll also get is a 5x telephoto zoom camera, allowing you to take photos up to 120mm focal length, great for close-ups and wild up, wildlife photos, or in this case, if you're a fan of Formula 1, taking the basically the differences of wings, rear wings and stuff, so you can do it from your iPhone, and that's pretty phenomenal in a way. And, um, and, that's and the new telephoto sensor on the iPhone 15 Pro Max is because now it features a innovative teraprism lens, so it, it, that's combined with the optical image stabilization that's improved and autofocus with 3D sensor shift. So it's quite advanced stabilization and you won't miss a beat with the uh, 15 Pro Max. So that's pretty cool. And like on the iPhone 15, because of the AI and software functionality improvements, the 15 Pro and Pro Max also comes that improved portrait mode. So and if it detects a person or a dog or a cat, it will automatically uh, shift to portrait mode. And you can obviously adjust settings after the fact in the Photos app. So that's pretty cool in a way. And you're able to shoot photos at 48 megapixel Pro Raw and 48 megapixel HIF or HIE, uh, high efficiency image formats. So that's pretty cool. And you get the full 48 megapixel format that's in the settings. But other than that, you get improved ni uh, night mode. Uh, thanks to the Photonic Engine and the LiDAR sensor on the Pros, uh, Smart HDR functionality, and best-in-class video recording. So that's pretty impressive. And again, as I said, uh, because you're able to record from uh, to external storage over USB-C, you can now record at 4K 60fps, and you could uh, record with Log and the ACE standard, uh, which apparently is a global standard for color workflows. So it's basically the and also with a future with a software update later this year, the 15 Pro and Pro Max will let you record video in spatial uh, format for the Apple Vision Pro. So if you have that flicked on in the settings, you'll be able to record videos in like this three-dimensional format. And you can watch it back on the Apple Vision Pro without any difficulties. So that's pretty impressive. And yeah, if you think about it, the iPhone 15 Pro has a USB-C like the iPhone 15 and comes. Uh, with USB 3.0 speeds so you can get more functionality and you can even directly uh, have photos uh, sent straight to your Mac and you can record directly to external storage and you can charge your devices a little bit faster and send files back to your device wired in no time so that's pretty impressive in a way 
and also it comes with Wi-Fi 6C support so that's pretty impressive in of itself and yeah the best part also is that it starts at more or less the same price which was something people were, were, were scared of and this is why I was hearing in the rumors that Apple is going to dramatically shoot up the price of the Pro iPhones for, uh, by 100 extra dollars but the iPhone 15 Pro is available at 999 and the Pro Max will start at 1199 the 1199 price is because now the 15 Pro Max will come with standard 256 gigabytes of storage and the 15 Pro still starts at 120 gigabytes and again all come in four beautiful finishes black titanium white blue and natural titanium natural titanium looks glorious let's just say that it looks beautiful and magical like all Apple devices so that's pretty impressive in a way and the titanium finish would alone be a good reason along with the improved processing and the cameras uh, would be a good reason to get the Pro uh, but yeah if you really want to get a iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max it'll be available this Friday for pre-orders and you'll be able to you'll be able to get it next Friday so that's impressive uh, on its own so yeah as I said if you think about it, some pretty decent upgrades if you if you think about it that is and now for my kind of overall impressions sort of initially of the iPhone 15 lineup okay some pretty big upgrades but not significant and not gonna like change the world or obviously set the world alight um, on the iPhone 15 regular sort of non-pro uh, there's some pretty decent uh, additions that I think would be noticeable by regular consumers the dynamic island being finally available on the regular iPhone 15 um, uh, the the slightly bumped up processor, the 48 megapixel camera, USB-C, USB-C would be a good reason if you, again if you take all of that into consideration. The iPhone 15 Pro on the other hand the really big selling point is basically two things the processor A17 Pro and the uh, and well USB uh, titanium mind you. USB-C is like another big reason but titanium frame alone would be a good reason but then at this point you probably are an enthusiast and you probably are looking to upgrade uh, irrespective and you really have the money uh, to spend so uh, they kind of have added some goodies for the enthusiasts generally but for regular consumers um, if you really have the money and the means you know, you, you, you do think of upgrading but for the rest of us for those who really are thinking well should I upgrade uh, is it significant enough long story short TLDR no uh, if you already have last year's iPhone and you still think it's incredibly fast and takes phenomenal photos and runs all your favorite apps without any issues and again uh, you already have lightning cables in your house and stuff like that then you don't really need to upgrade to the iPhone 15 but if you think USB-C is a significant enough upgrade if you think the 48 megapixel camera will absolutely change the game then do think of upgrading really I mean, who am I to judge I mean uh, I mean if you get no you get a new phone every single year that's on you that's that's kind of who you are it's a personality trait right or if you don't see a big uh, big reason to upgrade then that's totally fine i mean uh, i mean some people some folks don't really upgrade their phones after like 3 years even after 3 years after 2 years even so yeah i mean if you really I think you're going to benefit from the features though if you're a content creator the iPhone 15 Pro as it is is going to be a big upgrade solely because of the USB-C functionality and also the ability to record video to external storage and if you obviously record iPhone videos at the full settings your know, cinematic mode ProRes everything added I think that's a good enough reason to upgrade uh, directly and uh, hey you could trade it in through Apple you get will get pretty good value for money 
Yeah, more or less. Alright, we're gonna try to do this every single year, but let's try to like fill a bingo of what we've kinda what we did see and what we didn't see uh in this year's Apple keynote. Um big shout out to Basic Apple Guy on X. I'll link this uh tweet in the show notes so you can check it out if you're listening already. Uh but yeah, let's uh let's do this. Alright, so um let's see. Uh, so I, iOS and iPadOS 17 released on September 16th, correct, that's happening. iPhone Pro Max gets a Periscope camera, that's correct, although it's a you know a more interesting zoom camera, but again, we're getting it. A17 is a 3 nanometer chip, 3 nanometer chip, uh, that's correct, that, that, that we're getting. Uh, mute switch in favor of action button, yes, but on the Pro only. Visit Apple's chip lab, check, that, that definitely happened iPhone Pro gets Thunderbolt. Eh, nope. Uh, Apple discontinues and replaces the other accessories. Correct? That that definitely happened. Regular iPhone 15 gets Dynamic Island. That's a definite yes. Uh, okay, the, the next two sort of iPad Mini and iPad Air updated, AirPod Max update announced. No, hard no. That didn't happen, so we'll have to leave it here. New band style is unveiled. Nope, not that didn't really happen, let's just say that. Apple Watch Ultra gets a dark titanium finish. Hard no. Uh, we didn't see that. We get the improved processor, but we didn't get a new colorway. I think it would be difficult for Apple to already do it, given that they're committing to making the Apple Watches carbon neutral, so that's something to keep in mind. Free space? Heck yeah. You, you gotta have that. Keynote runtime, under 90 minutes. Yes. that It was quite short, in a way. Uh, a blue iPhone 15 Pro is announced. Yes, they have blue titanium, so it's technically correct um, in a way. Uh, Apple announces the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. That was a bit, it sounds like a wild card, but it was a certain. Yes, that happened. iPhone Pro gets a 2 terabyte storage tier. No, uh, we're not there yet. Maybe like 2026, we might get a 2 terabyte iPhone 17, 18 Pro. So that would be cool. Goals discontinued in iPhone 15 Lineup. Yes, so that's pretty cool. Satellite rescue stories highlighted. Not yet. They they kind of touched on a little bit. So I'd say no, but kind of yes. So a bit of an asterisk. No, but an asterisk. iPhone gets USB-C. That absolutely happened. We saw that. AirPods case update to USB-C. Of course, that really happened. Uh, the second one, secret locations exist while whimsical tra- transition. Because we, we didn't see Craig Federici, so that's a hard no. So that there you go. iPhone 15 Pro comes in titanium. Yes. Uh, Pro Max name remains. Of course, that had to happen. They they had to keep it. We're not getting. We're not going to move to the Ultra. It doesn't make sense, frankly. The Pro naming scheme still makes sense after the fact. So that's something to keep in mind. Ivan pre-orders on September 15 arrive September 22nd. Hard yes, kind of. So more or less, if let's kind of kind of carefully count here, how much we got this right out of, uh, let's just say. 25 predictions um we've gotten let's see let's count here one two three four uh five six seven eight nine ten um okay ten l okay eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen so technically we got uh 15 right after 25 so that's not bad uh, not bad, huh? 25, uh, 15 out of 25. Uh, almost predictable, but yeah. Uh, things that were actually left out kind of make sense, to be fair. Uh, wouldn't make sense, frankly, so yeah. 
pretty predictable. It was quite brief, let's just say that. All right, this next part might be a bit uh, noisy or you know poor quality, so uh, please forgive for that. Please, sincere apologies in advance. But yeah, uh, let's move on and talk about other things that Apple kind of touched upon the event or didn't really touch upon. Uh, one was the fact that the iPhone, uh, the price of the iPhones didn't really increase compared to last year in the U.S. primarily, uh, but also in other countries like I think the UAE, for example, I quickly checked yesterday. It was more or less like the same starting price like last year. Whereas in Bahrain, I, you know, I, I live in Bahrain, I kind of know, have idea of the prices of, of all these products. They're going to kind of slightly impre- increase it. Like, it'd be, you know, the iPhone uh, 15 regular, would, which would cost 380 dinars, which is, so in case you missed it, a single dollar is uh, 378 felts or 0.378 BD. So technically speaking, you would, you would, Paid 378 dinars for the base spec iPhone, but it ends up costing 400 uh, in uh, in Bahrain, whereas in the US would be around 380. Uh, and you add VAT to the equation, so that bring it well over 400 dinars. Whereas in the UAE, it's slightly less. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, that is uh, that's the iPhone 15 Pro, mind you. The 15 Pro would be 380 dinars uh, from the US. But if you get the uh, local variant here, it would cost you 415. So that's the price difference that uh, we'd want to uh, put into perspective. So, um, and also when the phones kind of launch initially, like some retailers are going to probably charge a little markup because there's huge demand for these phones in a way. But interesting in other regions where the, where the currency is not pegged to the US dollar in any way, uh, for example, in the UK, uh, Apple sort of dropped the price of the iPhone 15. Uh, see, the iPhone 15 Pro will be a hundred pounds less than last year's iPhone 14 Pro. Whereas the, uh, but as I said, uh, if you'd paid uh, 1,099 pounds for the iPhone uh, 15 Pro, now you get 256 gigabytes of storage. Um, also, the iPhone 15 Pro, but also interesting enough, the iPhone 15 Pro Max uh, only costs 1,119. Uh, one, uh, eleven ninety nine pounds, uh, roughly, or one thousand one hundred ninety nine uh, pounds, roughly. So twelve hundred quid for the fifteen Pro Max, and uh, you get two hundred fifty six gigabytes of storage. But also you get fifty pound, fifty pounds less on the iPhone fifteen uh, lineup generally. So uh, so that's quite a price drop, but not surprising given that in the UK there's the price uh, cost of living crisis and inflation. So. Uh, these price drops make sense in the, in Europe. Also, they've dropped the price a little bit, uh, given that uh, because of the uh, currency fluctuations and, as I said, uh, the difference in the past year, it's been quite a lot. And in China, they've increased the price of the iPhone 15 and just generally because the uh, yuan has dropped quite a lot in value compared to the dollar. And in India, uh, though it's a big Bit of, bit of a difference. The iPhone 15 starts like at a slightly lower price, so it's like around 80,000 Indian rupees, and slightly cheaper because they're now manufacturing the iPhone 15 in India uh, from local uh, factories, so it's a little bit cheaper. Whereas the Pro is going to be a little bit more expensive and slightly pricier because it's being imported from China. So that's something to keep in mind. That's one uh, key difference you'll notice. So it's more or less the same like last year, uh, in a way. Another one uh, to add is that if you're getting the iPhone 15 for the 5G and uh, you happen to live in the US, you can access the millimeter wave 5G network uh, that you get 
uh, on uh, in the U.S. and in other countries. But if you live outside the U.S., it'll still only be sub six 5G only. So if you're looking to get an iPhone for faster 5G, this is something to keep in mind. Also, it's not surprising given that millimeter wave 5G didn't really blow up in a big way outside the U.S. as expected. So uh, there's nothing another thing to note at and uh, another one is the iPhone 15 uh, and 15 plus will have six gigabytes of RAM out of the box whereas the 15 Pro and Pro Max will come with eight gigabytes of RAM out of the gate so that's pretty cool in a way lastly one thing I want to touch upon is a cool little add-on that they've added now last year Apple obviously showed off emergency SOS over satellite which has really been useful and definitely helped people in a lot of ways it's actually saved people in places like currently the, like for example the Maui um, you know the heat wave in Maui the wildfires that happened after the fact and a lot of people actually well, a lot of lives were saved in Hawaii because people had the new iPhones with them so they've been able to access emergency SOS and, and again a lot of lives have been saved in wildfires and storms and stuff like that so it's really been a big help for a lot of users now they're adding a new feature that will definitely save a lot of lives roadside assistance by satellite so it's literally like emergency SOS except this is for roadside assistance and it's only be available in the US from starting out through a partnership with the AAA now um, as I said uh, you get two years of uh, roadside uh, assistance for free um, and emergency SOS for free with an iPhone 15 and um, as I said uh, and to be able to take advantage of the roadside assistance you will need a AAA membership uh, but obviously most uh, folks who drive in the US or have a car and drive across state lines will probably have a AAA membership so that's pretty cool and and more or less if you think about it um, as I said uh, if you don't have a membership and access the emergency assistance you'll have to pay for it sort of later on after it's fixed so that's something to keep in mind and um, as I said uh, this will also be available on the iPhone 14 uh, with an update so that's pretty cool in a way uh, this would make sense in the US and Canada and some markets where uh, it's a very large country and cellular reception is not everywhere and of course Apple will have to tie up with the relevant roadside assistance organization like the Automotive Association or the AA or the AAA or other sort of like-minded organizations so this is a pretty cool feature and as I said it's kind of like an emergency SOS but if your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere you can contact the AAA and they'll come and fix your car um, and you get assistance so that's pretty cool and again um, it's a really useful feature that will definitely come in handy in emergencies. So uh, uh, again, it's one of those examples of Apple building in features that will help uh, humanity and help save lives in a way. Alrighty, uh, this leads us to the end of this week's episode. What do you think of everything you've heard so far? Um, the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro, the Apple Watch that's now carbon neutral, the, you know, the sustainability bit, the roadside assistance for satellite. Let me know. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and X at Saint underscore Mo nine nine. Follow me there if you can. Uh, subscribe if you're listening right now. There's also gonna be like a question if you're listening on Spotify, so you can respond to that if you can. Are you, 
you're gonna get the iPhone 15 or not. Um, again, subscribe Realisting right now. Uh, share this with your friends and family. Leave a review if you're on Apple or Spotify, and definitely helps to bump the show up in the search results. And yeah, till next week, this is your boy Moment signing out. Where we are, what are you up to? I hope you have a wonderful day ahead and a wonderful weekend ahead. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. All right, ciao.